supplied air snorkeling. Never knew what it was. Different than hookah diving? Uh, I don't get it. Well, there was a change of plans today, and what we thought was going to be snorkeling ended up with throwing the raft and the bottle and the long hoses on on with us. Got to the sandbar, and this was a little 24-foot Key West center console guy. Got to the sandbar, checked the current, a little bit of current, okay, cool. We're clear on how everything works, it's all flowing just fine. Steel 80 fits great in a raft. <laughs> Den works even better because uh, you don't have that little knob behind it. And some quality nice long hoses with a little bit of bungee around the neck just so that rag is going to be pulled far from the, from the mouth. Hopped in, fins on, mask on, lower the raft in. Did a check that they were working, check that the gauge was working. Breathe without the mask, breathe with the mask. And the mammalian dive reflex has been activated and in this case blocked. Two folks that are not reconditioned for paradoxical breathing. No, okay, 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 okay. Paradoxical breathing is when we inhale and the stomach goes in, and we exhale, and the stomach goes out. Meaning it inverse proper use of the diaphragm. But this is, an, the mammalian diver reflex is in reference to when we get water on our face, we instinctively hold our breath, and we're actually able to hold our breath a lot longer than we believe. It's just our mind that tells us that we can't, because it's not comfortable with certain levels of CO2. But if we were unconscious, it would hold our breath a little bit longer. So Marion dive reflex start holding our breath. Uh, it actually slows our heart rate and all that too. But I'm starting to talk over my head. Uh, I mean, I know it, but <laughs> it's not. Uh, so for most people, as soon as that kicks in, the fact that we're breathing underwater is too much for them to handle. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It's I love everybody. And some people have just lived different lives. And we all have lived different lives and different things have affected us. But I, what I'm trying to say is that their brain subconsciously or something to do with their breathing, I'm still trying to figure this out, will not breathe when their face is wet. And part of it is also, you know, concern about the nose and everything. But it's a lot easier when we're comfortable breathing with our face in underwater. We understand how the gas exchange works and how we should breathe. But we hopped in and we're in like, I don't even know, like a foot and a half max. Swimming along, current's taking us. We would swim normally into the current, but in this case it was all boats into the current. So we had to swim behind us. Didn't get very far. It was all sand, a little bit of uh, sea, seagrass. Basically, I'm holding onto the raft, swimming along with a rag in my mouth. And my dive buddy is also swimming along with the rag in his mouth. And we turned around, went back towards these railroad tracks on Boca Grande. 
on the way to Boca Grande, Gasparilla Island. And, man, it was so cool. There was all these little fish. Those were obvious immediately just circling around the the poles where the railroad, you know, goes into the water. And then there's, like, we're starting to see these crabs, dead, a dead stone crab. And then my dad buddy goes, snook. And we check it out. There's, like, at least, you know, there, okay, there's a snook. And then we see a sheep's head. And then we swim over to the next kind of trestle. And we see more snook. And we keep swimming around. And then at one moment, we stop. And then I feel a jellyfish on my arm. <laughs> and I look over, I'm like, ah! It's this maybe, you know, four, four-inch little ball with a bunch of long tentacles. And they have rainbowish colors every once in a while. I believe these are... The name eludes me. I haven't seen these in a while. The moon jellies, the hornets, sea wasps. Well, it hit me. I moved my dive buddy out of the way. And it was off me. It didn't stick at all. It was all underwater, which was great. Okay, then we stop. <laughs> okay, the funny thing was that I was wearing a, a shirt and someone had said, are, are you sure you want to wear the shirt? And we're like, yeah, we definitely want to wear the shirt. But I was wearing a three-quarter sleeve. So I didn't like the old cuffs on it. On it so that's, that is funny. <laughs> and that's where it hit me. Okay, then we're swimming along. We stop. And all of a sudden, the snooks start to come to us. You know, it was hard to see them at first. It was dark. And then the way the sun was hitting and the light, the refraction was a lot. The way the light was refracting off the water. Science. But then they started to hang out, and we got a good angle on the sun, and they started coming between, and they were just on the other side of most of the trestles, and those dropped down to about three feet, but obviously we weren't, they were like less than a foot in between them, so we couldn't really swim in between them, and there was barnacles all over them, so we didn't want to get close anyway. But they would hide just behind, they'd swim out in front, and then back behind, and then occasionally they'd swim over the, like, 10 feet to the next one and we'd see them swim right in front of us and it was really cool man and you know the whole time we're floating at the surface we don't have any weight belts on so yeah we could add the snorkels but one I liked not worrying about if water was going to drip into it which I understand that's why there's dry snorkel I, 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 no matter how much you move you're going to get some water in there Maybe that's just me having to always watch around for who I'm diving with. But, I mean, there was no... It was flat. There was just a little bit of that current. It was sunny. But I just liked having it in there. And the real reason I liked having it was because it was a warm-up for scuba. It's a perfect warm-up for scuba. Oh, okay. We don't have any gear on. We don't have the tank on. We do have fins. We do have to move around. We have a mask on. We have a reg in. So we're having to understand how to breathe through this reg and swim. And, you know, we didn't work ourselves up at all, but having to breathe under under movement. And we're not just sitting there breathing. So that's why I think it was really good. Because sometimes that's too much for people. And then, of course, if we were in slightly deeper water, we could have 
dip down below, which I tried when we were in straight sand, um, but it's, you know, without a weight held on in a foot and a half of water, you just float right back up. But if I would have exhaled all the way. But yeah, it was an, it was an amazing warm-up. And then, you know, throw the gear back, the raft back onto the boat, throw the mast fins up, and get back and just clean that. And we have one cylinder where you breathe down about 10,000 PSI for maybe 45 minutes or so. And rinse that, rinse the regs, rinse the mass and fins, and you're good. It was super low. That's also what I really liked about it. It was super low gear intensive, you know? There's just one reg and no BCDs. And it was, yeah, it was really lightweight. It was a good warm-up, and I, you know, I just had a really good time. I had a lot of fun. I was smiling the whole time. I was super amazed at what we saw. Uh, so was my buddy, and there weren't any issues because, because you know, there's just, like, less failure points almost because there wasn't a lot of ish. There wasn't a lot of gear involved. There was less issues, so everything worked fine. There was literally no problems, and that is so rare in a dive, and that makes me happy. So yeah, supplied air snorkeling, check it out. I'll show it to you.